Hello. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Women Respecters Podcast. I'm your host, Kay, and uh, we want to welcome you to a very special episode here. I've got my host, co-host, Adrian, and Wally here today. How are you guys doing? Can't complain. Um, I was good till I heard that intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is. That's, 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 uh, that's good to hear, man. Um, yeah, man, we got a special guest today, a uh, friend of ours, Spin. How are you doing, Spin? I'm doing all right, man. Just chilling with and the quarantines usual. True, true. What's up? Um, yeah, so as we talk, if you go back to our introduction episode, we all talk about how we're part of a larger collective of people that kind of know each other on like in person and online and whatnot. So Spin is somebody that, you know, me, Wiley, and Adrian have known for like at least a year. I think Wiley, you and Spin, y'all went to high school together? I've known Spence since middle school. Since oh, sixth grade. Yeah, I'll go, go back even farther than that. Yeah, um, almost fifteen years. We used to, <laughs> we used to go. We were on the same bus stop. We even used to walk to school and back. Take like twenty, thirty minutes walking up and down the avenue. Those were the days. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, so t- also today we got a sports heavy episode and span is also somebody that's very knowledgeable about sports so we wanted to bring him on uh span you want to give the people like a, a brief background of your your history with sports your knowledge of sports or whatever um i used to be somebody who wasn't i think when i lived with my mom in georgia when i was younger i wasn't really into sports and then i came here around like 06 with my dad and he watches all wizards redskins so i'm just all home home teams, and I started getting into basketball around 06. Well, sports in general in 06 with, like, Gilbert Arenas when he was a surgeon and the Redskins, they had, like, Mark Brunel, and they were actually decent at that time, and that was really when I started watching sports. And now all I do is really do fantasy. I'm always checking stuff. Like, I'm I'm really into sports, so I say I'm a big sports yeah. fan. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um... So you know a lot about like basketball, right? Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I haven't had as much time to watch because I'm in school now. But I still keep up with. I still know players and all the teams, and I still keep up. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, because we got two basketball topics uh for the people today, so we're just gonna slide right into our first topic. Um, the prompt for this topic is, if you could have a dream starter. Five, like five players to just have a team of. Um, who would those players be? So, any of y'all want to go first? Let our guests go first. Cool, cool. Spin, yeah. Who's your top five? Who would be your starting five? Spin. You could have any and five. If I players. hear five Wizards players, we're ending this podcast right now. <laughs> Interview. I mean, you know, Wall, Bill. Nah, I'm just actually took some time thinking about this because it's 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 a different question from your favorite or like the top five at position but like top five to win a game I think I think I would definitely have Steph at point guard just because as much attention he commands from his three-point shooting that like you watch him he does pick and rolls and they pretty much try to trap him off a pick and roll because he can shoot pretty much from anywhere on the court yeah so at point guard, I would definitely have Steph, the the best shooter of all time. Um, 
shooting guard, I think I would go MJ because mm. he's the the greatest player of all time. And I mean that's a that's pretty self explanatory. He's two way. He can do everything on offense. He's clutch, post, uh, mid range, everything. Um, small forward was was tough for me because I wanted to go with LeBron because that's also one of my favorite players, and I think he's one of the best players ever. But <clears throat> I think at small forward, I'm gonna go with uh, Prime or like right now with Kawhi Leonard. Because okay. he doesn't need the ball a lot, and he's probably one of the best defenders ever. He gives all the superstars trouble. Um, he can shoot the three. He's he's very similar to um, MJ, actually, in his mid-range. He has a post-game. He can attack the basket. But like I said, he doesn't need the ball. So he can play off, and he can still impact the game with his defense. Right. And um, power forward, I think – Oh, man. I think it's because of how I I like seeing the game. I like spreading the floor. I was actually going to have Dirk at the four. So he can, like I said, spread spread the floor. He can shoot, and he can create his own baskets. And then at center, um, at center, I have a really modern lineup. So I think at center I will go with Anthony Davis. Because he can mm-hmm. defend multiple positions. He can, like I said, he can create, he can post up, he can stretch the floor if you need. He can do a little of everything. So my my five will be um, Steph, Michael Jordan. Jordan, Kawhi, Dirk, and Anthony Davis. Okay, now I have a okay. question for you. So even though we haven't gotten into the other teams, if, we, if you run into a prime big man like a prime Lakers Shaq or – uh, a Timmy D or someone that dominates the paint such as that. What is your what, what's your game plan if you have AD right there? Because I, I don't see AD stopping a prime check. Nah, I think he would bother him, but definitely he doesn't have the strength to go up against him. But mine would be like I said, I would have more. You're not going to stop my offense. Yeah, okay, yeah, I feel that. Far. Thing. We got Michael Jordan, and we're going to get threes over twos. If it's a team like that, they're trying to test AD like that. I think I would just. Not invited, but if I can limit all the rest of the perimeter players and then have you just trying to go inside all game, I'd rather that and try to get threes and let MJ just take the game over. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'll, let me go second after going right behind then then because like I like I like his viewpoint of like the pace and space kind of option. Cause, you know me liking the analytics. I that, I, I agree with that. So, because my point guard is going to be just like his, I was going to have Steph at the point guard. However, at the two guard, I was thinking, yeah, I want to have Jordan or Kobe. However, how I want to build my offense at the same time, they're not the three point shooters that would like help my offense. Like I, I, I need like great three point shooters. So, at the shooting guard. Surprisingly, I'm going with Clay Thompson because I want someone that's a all like an all defender and can just light up. And just, I just want him focused on defense and scoring. He doesn't need to worry about anything else, like creating shots or anything else, because my small forward LeBron will focus on that. Since LeBron is like one of the greatest passers in NBA history, like he he'll focus on that. Clay and Steph can just worry about running off screens, running around, and just like scoring. And if someone goes against Steph, like 
we can have what's called that's why we have clay there to defend as well and then at my power forward though i wanted to go with a traditional power forward like tim duncan at first but then i was like nah we're gonna stay with the analytical side and we're gonna go kevin durant because a seven footer especially with his time on the warriors his defense like shot up tremendously he became a much better shot blocker and everything else so he might be skinny in his frame and everything like that but you have to guard him too and he's one of the greatest scorers of all time so you can try to post him up and score that way but then when he's coming down court and hitting pull-up jumpers in your face we can go bucket for bucket with this squad and then that center i'm going with my favorite center of all time one of the greatest defensive centers of all time and Hakeem Olajuwon because I want somebody mm-hmm. that if I need to go in the post, I have somebody that can do that post. He spreads the floor a little bit, not as much as I would like, but enough to get the job done. And he's an all-time defender too, where he can stop that paint present. He can hold his own in the paint. And he's a great passer. And he can switch on the guards. Like even if it's for a little bit, he can switch on to them. So I don't have to worry about it. So similar to like the spin thing with how he has AD doing that. But I want my um, big man to be able to go get a bucket in the paint too if I needed to. Like we're like the shot's not falling that day. We just toss the ball down in the post and let like Hakeem go to work. Because who's guarding Hakeem in the post? Yeah. I think with like Hakeem too, like like with him or with a lot of older players, like they definitely would be able or have the ability to shoot. It's just they weren't really asked as much. So it's not like they practice it as much as like today where you see like, like I've seen the Wizards had Yam Mahimi shooting threes. I feel like he has the ability to shoot probably better than people think, but he just wasn't asked to do that a lot. Yeah, that's true. He still spaced the floor into his mid-range game. And so, you know, because back then, a big man that had a mid-range game was known as spacing the floor. So he had a, he had a nice midi, but like in his later years, like when he was playing for like the Raptors and everybody else, like Hakeem Hakeem was shooting more threes. So like he showed he had the capability of doing so. It was just like you said, he wasn't asked. We didn't need to because it's like traditional big man go down on the block, but he could if he needed to. And with everybody else being able to shoot, Hakeem for the most part would be just setting screens like for Steph and Clay. And then worry about defense and be like, if we need you to, then like he'd be more of like the like like sharing like the captain role, just being like that veteran asset on the team to where it's just like we just need you to do this, this and that and let him like be like that. So he probably wouldn't average like 20 and like 10, but it probably still be like 14 and 15 or something like that in this modern era. It wouldn't yeah, be but you, you can't really double them though. Yeah, you got all the shooters and stuff. So, exactly. Yeah, no, that's a really good lineup. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to go next, Kate, or am I going? Next? I I can go. I can go. Um. So I kind of have like a theme for mine. Uh. Uh. My I, obviously I go by K, so I figured I call my team Pick a K. Like the uh, <laughs> lyric from the Nicki Minaj song. Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, I'm going to just go through it real quickly and then kind of explain everybody um, individually. So I got uh, Jason Kidd, Kobe Bryant, Kawhi Leonard, KG, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, so obviously everybody has K in their name, but 
I kind of noticed that after I picked everybody. Um, but everybody I put on my team, my when I play when I think about basketball, I like to prioritize like defense over offense. Even though like you need people that can score and whatnot, but everybody I picked are kind of known for being good defenders at their position, um, from Kid to Kobe to Kawhi, etc. And I wanted a point guard that could facilitate and doesn't necessarily need to do the bulk of the scoring themselves or have the ball in their hand all the time. So when with Jason Kidd, even though, you know, as we discussed in a previous episode, he is a woman beater, not necessarily a respecter of women. Um, we're just talking about winning the game. Yeah. Not necessarily tolerating what he does off the court, but, you know, it is what or it is. Or drinking and spilling, spilling on the court. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely gonna be definitely a controversial pick. I know for the for the viewers out there, but you know, nah, Jason Kidd is. Yeah, you pick top, a high IQ player on the court. Oh so no, not 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 as far as his you game, know, but on you know, the court, that guy is amazing. Yeah, but outside of the shooting court, the ball, my goodness, what a piece of. But the crazy thing is, like that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he? He's third all time in threes, correct? Like something like that. Was it second really? or third? No, he's third. Third. Correa's second. Wait, well, no. Rayon's first. Reggie Miller's second. Jason Kidd's third. Yeah. So he's third all time in threes. However, his efficiency is awful, though. But I can understand mm-hmm. if you just want him to be a pure playmaker. I can't really think of many people better than him as a pure playmaker in oh, yeah. a defender. Right. Jason um, Williams. As a defender, <laughs> as I said. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's pretty obvious. Can play offense and defense. Shooting guard probably going to be doing a bulk of my scoring between him and Kareem. Um, Kawhi Leonard, same thing. Same thing. Spent was saying really. He's a defender first. He can score, but doesn't need to have the ball. So I put him there. Kevin Garnett and Kareem, I kind of want together just in case, you know, we need them to collapse the paint. If like a big man on other teams giving us trouble, um, I could just put them both down there on the on defensive end. But they both can score from mid range to close range. So um, and I did have alternates for mine. I'm going to just quickly go through them. If, you know, not Jason Kidd, I probably have like Chris Paul or Isaiah Thomas, like two gut point guards that can kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if not Kawhi Leonard, I was going to have Kevin Durant, you know, maybe not as good of a defender as Kawhi Leonard, but definitely a better like three point shooter and un- more of an unstoppable scorer. Um, and he also, his name also has K in it. Um, and center, I was going to put Hakeem Olajuwon. Funny story. As I was writing this, I wrote Kareem thinking it was Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know how I got those two mixed up, but then I was like, oh, Akeem's name starts with an H, so he has to be a, a sub. So that's what that's what I got. <laughs> you discussed you, know, you can't go wrong with either one now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kareem, not the defender that Hakeem yeah. was, but he makes up for it with his amazing offensive ability. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like KG and Hakeem, for some reason, would jail. Like, KG would look at Hakeem and be like, all right, there's somebody else did takes defense as serious as me. So they would be a strong like interior force together. But, oh, definitely. You know. That 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 would that yeah. would be a beautiful combination. I mean, you're not really shooting the three ball 
that well nah. with your team. You, but you said you prioritizing defense. I understand if you take away everything yeah. else, like and then transition buckets are going to be like amazing because you have the rebounding and you have the defense to lock up. Detroit yeah. Pistons basketball. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Wally, who did, who did you go with? All right. So PG, we went with LeBron. Mm. Shooting guard is Michael Jordan. He's cheating. Okay. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 now. LeBron played point guard this season. Whoa. Larry Bird at small forward. Mm. KD at power forward. Okay. Tim Duncan at center. Wow. I had to cover all the bases. <laughs> Man. If we run into the Shaq, it might be a problem. But Shaq not stopping Katie and Tim Duncan. So Nah. That's why you gotta get somebody like Hakeem, you know? I mean that, I mean, I guess. But you know, Shaq not stopping us. <laughs> we gotta yeah, foul Shaq out. That's what we're going to do. That lineup is really tall too, since you got LeBron and point guard. You're doing yeah. pick and rolls of Katie and LeBron. Who's stopping that? I mean, you picking pops. You don't have no, picking rolls. You having KD roll to the basket? Of course. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> That's so let's ugly. Let Shaq switch on to KD. Good night, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna hit him a couple times though. He's gonna Shaq try rough great KD. KD and her. Hey, listen, Shaq gotta come out to that perimeter and guard something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's that's true, but on defense, Shaq is going to target KD. Listen, this is barbecue chicken. KD going to foul out too, trying to guard Shaq. <laughs> we put him prime LeBron on Shaq. Huh? Oh, you're yeah. locking that up. Help! <laughs> that's all you going to hear. You know, had, that uh, makes me I think of that. At point guard, but I was like, eh, I mean, Steph is cool because Steph has all the, he has the gravity. Like, yeah. you got to pay attention to stuff, but it's still, like, yeah. LeBron at the end of the day. So, you got to pay attention to LeBron. Not shooting threes. But yeah, like, it's not, but it's not to the extent that you have to pay attention to Steph Curry. Like, gravity, but that that stat was it. literally invented because of Steph Curry. We got that gravity with KE, though, so that's all we got to worry about. Mm-hmm. And Larry Bird, but not, not I mean, Larry Bird going to shoot that. But yeah. KD is KD. And Michael Jordan, you know, he's just out there to get buckets. And yeah. Clint. That's a kind of tall lineup. Yeah. Hey, Here's my thing, though. LeBron. Which everything. LeBron likes to have, like to run the show and needs the ball in his hand. So with him and Jordan, do you really see them mixing the same? I mean, Jordan don't need to have the ball all the time. But, I mean, I mean, but I like from all the film I've team. watched, for the most part, yeah, Scottie Pippen. Excuse me, brings the ball up the court, but it's usually like get Jordan the ball on like the high post or the um like in the mid range area, and then let him go to work. Like I just don't see that working with like LeBron as much because with LeBron's play style, it's like driving kick, driving kick. It's like more like a two K offense. I feel like I don't know. They'll, they'll find a way to make it work because yeah. I mean. LeBron played with Kyrie. Not that Kyrie is a ball dominant guard like that, like Jordan. But Kyrie definitely going to dominate the ball if he has to. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask a question real quick. Adrian, do you 
think uh, Magic Johnson and Jordan have played together for a long time. You said you think, though I think they've played together a long time? You think they could play together for, for uh, like a full game? I mean, they played together in the Dream Team, so yeah, but that's well, the Dream that's Team. That's what I was about to say, but then yeah, I was like, the you know, Olympics is different from yeah. like, um, games. You got to like actually... I mean, yeah, because even though people compare George, I mean, um, Magic to LeBron, Magic only averaged like 18 points a game, whereas LeBron does the same thing, but he averages like 27. So, you know, he still takes those exercises. Like, he is a facilitator. Like, people always say he's pass first, which he is, but he's also scoring the most part. He, he's obviously scoring more than he's assisting. So, I don't, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like that comparison as much. Okay. No, I respect But that. I see where you were going with that, like saying, like, if they those two could play together, yeah. why not? Because it's similar to, like, um, yeah, because Jordan played together with what's called Scottie Pippen, but Scottie Pippen wasn't ball dominant. Like, he was just the playmaker that brought the ball up the court. Even though before like, LeBron, he was, like, the all-time leader in assists for small fours, he still... He, he he wasn't the same as LeBron was. I feel like if it would have to be a guard that like can score off ball, a point guard that can score off ball, like because you can't all the like great guards in NBA history are pretty much ball dominant guards. So exactly. I mean, it's it's all the guards that was on the Bulls teams. They weren't really like. The scoring type, they would just Absolutely. give the ball to Jordan. Well, I mean, they were they were catching shooters. Like you had um, Steve Kerr. Yeah, Steve Kerr, Paxson. Everybody like everybody outside of like Ron Harper was like catching shoot guys. Like they weren't like going get their own bucket because correct me wrong. I believe like didn't Ron Harper before he went to play Jordan wasn't he like a bucket like averaging like twenty a game? I believe so. Yeah, like he was. A, an amazing scorer because I remember like yeah I watched some videos of him like going off and they like they had some battles with the Bulls and he was a amazing scorer but then when he got to Chicago like obviously that toned down because it was like Jordan like had the ball but I'm not it would it would be interesting to see though because looking at their pace back then how slow the game was and seeing Jordan in like a faster paced offense that's also why I just didn't feel comfortable picking Jordan. Cause I was like, I don't obviously being the greatest of all time, he's gonna adapt. But I just I don't know how, like, what Jordan I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna pick Kobe, but I was like, well, if I pick Kobe, I might as well pick Jordan because I mean it's basically the same thing. Because just like but, I mean, going off numbers, played. Kobe's just a slightly better jump shooter. But it's like at the yeah. same time, Jordan didn't shoot jumpers like that, so you don't. Jordan Clint more. That's the only. Yeah, you say yeah, you you we say he clamped more, but uh, yeah, but Kobe has more all um what's called defenses. But, hearsay, it's all hearsay. I mean that's yeah, but this this is all opinion. Yeah, you know, I think stats and awards. That's that's some that's something else. I think like you have to take into account like the pace of today's game. It's like so many more possessions and shots going up. Like you got to think how their defense would be because like Adrian said, they used to. Jordan slowed the game down, you would play at his tempo. But if you got to run up and down the floor and there's way more shots going up and down, like how do you think that he would be on defense and his, like, just how he would, 
how he would last and it, he would be in the fourth quarter and the more active game versus a much more slowed down game. But that's mm-hmm. what everyone, like all of those older players. Yeah, they didn't have to get used to that. So, I mean, like, obviously, like I said, like, like the greats are going to adapt, but it'd just be interesting to see how so. Yeah, because like people say, yeah, people don't play defense now, but I feel like the players are a lot more skilled and it's so hard to give defensive effort every play when it's like so much, like, it's 120 to 130, and the pace is, like, going up and down a floor the whole game. Exactly. But, like, when you get to the playoffs and it's big games, like, and it kind of slows down, it slows down depending on who plays, and you see a lot better defense being played. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's just, especially with, like, the defending back then, like, I'm not disrespecting the defenders back then, but, like, with rules like hand-checking and what was allowed back then, how it's, like, so like, touchy nowadays, like, with fouls, like, to be a defender, like, be somebody like Kawhi Leonard, like, it's like, it's like a gift, especially with how they call fouls, like, you have to be smart about it, like, because you literally just can't, you can't touch them without it being a foul, and, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how Jordan and all of them would have, like, got used to it, because everybody always, you listen to all those Jordan stories about his defense, they were talking about he has really big hands, like Kawhi Leonard and them, and that he just puts that hand on your hip, and you couldn't go anywhere. Like, he would literally move you where he wanted you to go. Yeah. I think also, too, like, back in the day, there was, a, like, a lot of the bigs and just players in general, like, over over time, like, uh, humans have gotten taller. So, like, you'll see a lot taller players now versus back then. It was, like, 6'4", power forward sometimes, and, like, six, like, like really short, like, guards and stuff. There was There were some tall players, but, like, the majority just all across the board, they were shorter. Yeah, and back then you had a lot of more specialists instead of, like, actually just skilled players. Like, like Steve Kerr nowadays, like, he he would be okay, but he wouldn't he wouldn't have the same career as someone like J.J. Redick because, like, even though they're, they have the same responsibility of being shooters, J.J. Redick is so much more skilled than Steve Kerr is. Like, they're, like, they're at different points. To, to do the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Reddick is really good running around and shooting off the dribble, going around screens and stuff like that. Exactly, whereas Steve Kerr was more just stay out there and wait for the um, pass because they literally, because illegal defense and you couldn't really, like, play zones or anything. It was more like you had to either commit to the double team or not go at all. Triple team and. Michael Jordan leaving three-point shooters wide open. <laughs> yeah, like, and that, like that, like they're like, when you watch those, like, the Bad Boys documentary, they talk about how they, like, they would send two to Jordan, and, like, one will foul, and the other, like, they're not going to get the other foul call. So he had to kick it out, and it's like... They can only call a foul on one of them. Yeah. Yeah, the Jordan rules, that, that, that joint was crazy. They yeah, were but that just, that just shows you, though, the Jordan rules, like, how they would have two on him. So that means somebody's open. So with... Like a team like that going against like a team full of shooters, it would it wouldn't you couldn't do that. Like you couldn't just focus on one person because if everybody on the floor can shoot, like there's nothing but you can that, really do. It's different because that strategy was tailored to Michael Jordan and that team because he was going to have the ball in his hand most of the time. Yeah, but I'm saying so they like, probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm saying Jordan like nowadays like you would surround him with a ton of shooters, like. You you treat Jordan, you'd give Jordan like the when you're building a team around it, I think you'd build a team like you'd build like Giannis's team, like you built the Bucks. 
fill him with shooters so that they can't help. It's like if he goes one on one, he can kick out to any shooter. Even though I know that wasn't that big a thing back then. But I'm just I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, in today's game, if he was like you see teams with like like you say, like the Bucks, they got Brooke Lopez and he can shoot the shit out the three. And he yeah. just stands out of the three the whole game versus back then you have like his center we have like uh was it Cartwright? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, like they had they couldn't shoot or anything, so he would pretty much be in the paint the whole game and setting screens versus you just have a clear paint and he can go one on one and he he would he would kill with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we need to get yeah. to the next topic. Yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, My team dogging everybody. Though, I think it's time we take like a, a real quick like break. You know, just to settle in. Y'all cool with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's uh, take a pause real quick. And we are. You know, hope y'all enjoyed that little break. Uh, but yeah, man, we about to go into our second topic for the podcast. So we came up with a prompt. If you were a GM of an NBA team and you could start your team with any guard and big combination, who would those two players be? So uh, any of y'all want to go first? I can go. Cool, cool. But you said this is all time, right? Um... It could, yeah, any, any any guard or any big man from all time, if you wanted to pick any, start your franchise of any two, who would they be? Um, I know for big, I would definitely go with Shaq because he was so dominant. Like, watching him, he used to literally bully grown men and have two, three people guarding him sometimes and was just dunking on him. So I think I would definitely have him and... This is tough because I was, it was between a couple people, but I think I think I would go with just for fun. I would go with Luca, mm. just because he's only what like twenty twenty one years old, and he's can do pretty much everything on offense. Like I was going back watching some of his highlights, and he plays like he plays like an old school player but he is playing in today's game where he can just do a little bit of everything like he it looks like he's playing in slow motion like how good he is so i think i would take luca right and Shaq. he can do everything and he can he can run the offense he can score so okay you said what i said you got two players that can do everything but shoot free throws mm-hmm. uh, luca can shoot free throws he's like a 70 percent free throw shooter that's crazy. That's good enough. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, here, like, Skip Bayless slanders him all the time because he's like, Luke is a horrible free throw shooter. And you know, he you know he tries to find stuff to nitpick, and that's the only thing he can yeah. nitpick. He's like, his defense and his horrible free throw shooting. I'm like, I mean, which is weird because, you know, most, like, really good shooters are good at the free throw line as well. I don't know. Some mental. Yeah, and, and no, take for granted the people that can shoot free throws really good because I didn't even know he was like. I just figured just off of his ability to shoot from everywhere else, he was a pretty good free throw shooter. But mm-hmm. seventy is kind of lower than I expected. Well, not exactly seventy, seventy something. But yeah, still, nah, I'd still take him now. 
Mm. I don't blame you for that one because you get somebody that can play mate with the best of them and score with the best of them. Like mm. you got the best of the Only thing you're lacking is the defense because Luke defense, is not, yeah. Yeah. Luke, I would just rely on Shaq being at, around the rim trying to stop stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like as long as you don't have a, like a bit like a big time post score, like your work, you're good because Shaq was a good shot blocker, but he he wasn't a good like post defender. Like you get another big man down there in the post. He's not a good defender in that regard, but as far as like blocking and shot being a help defender, he shines. So, yeah, that team could work. Yeah, and just doing pick and roll where he can, he can, uh, Luka can hit a lot of like moving shots, hit mid-ranges, hit the three. So yeah. I think like if you play Shaq on the, on the pick and roll, then he would just take the mid-range and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, so I'm going to start with the big, uh, I'd go with Tim Duncan. Um, just looking at his career, mm-hmm. the longevity he had, he, you know, all plays again, plays offense and defense. Like I said, with the, my dream five and, you know, reliable score, good fundamentals, not skills and base necessarily based on his athleticism. So I could have him for like a real long time and I'd probably go, I couldn't I couldn't pick a specific person, but I'd either go with like Chris Paul or Jason Kidd. Again, facilitator, you know, that can score, can play defense. But You, you know what's crazy about that? I yeah. watched a YouTube video earlier today about the um Jason Kidd and what's called Tim Duncan almost teaming up together. Like mm-hmm. how they were supposed to team up and everything like he because Jason Kidd was supposed to go to the Spurs and it was all but like signed off. But then Jason Kidd was like, nah, and he signed with, I can't remember if it was the Nets or the Mavs. He, he signed with another team. Because he was earlier or late in his career. Earlier in his career. Oh, so that was probably the Nets. Man. Yeah, it was, like, it was around like 2006. Well, he was with the Nets before. Well, when was it? I think it was yeah. early. Oh, maybe like 2004 then. I don't know. The, um, I can't remember. It was early 2000, though. Because yeah, he was on the Nets team with Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson. Yeah, so it had to be early 2000s. Because they were talking about um, how it was because it was early on in Tony Parker's career. Because Tony Parker, they were like, Greg Popovich didn't like how Tony Parker was developing. And so he wanted a new point guard. So he was trying to trade Tony Parker and sign Jason Kidd. And Jason, and so he said they had the meeting, they talked and everything. And like, as far as Popovich was concerned, Kidd was signing with them. But then Kid changed his mind. He said on his way back home on the, on the flight home, he like he had a change of heart and he was just like, ah, I don't think it'll be best for me. But it's like, can you imagine that? Kid and Duncan. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I, I definitely would have been a Spurs fan. Yeah. <laughs> Jason was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Do you think they would have won more championships with him instead of Parker? You think they would have still only got five? Well, the thing with Parker was that like he was probably better off. He was probably better offensively. Like, yeah, shooting, probably laying up, but like Jason Kidd would have ran the offense a lot better. And the thing with Pop is that it is more about passing. It's not like just one person like ISO and scoring. So yeah, okay. I think he probably would. They would have definitely won at the same, if not more, with him. Yeah, and Jason Kidd is a much better defender. So you add that oh, yeah, with, you add that with what's called um, Tim Duncan, and then later getting Kawhi. Like, especially when... Cause, and they had Manu, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they didn't even really need that. 
like ISO, because like Tony Parker and Mono kind of do the same thing with like scoring and facilitating, but not really providing the defense. But then you mm-hmm. have kid, yeah, yeah somebody <laughs> like that. But then you could, if you have kid too, like you have a lockdown defender at the guard too, and big, like that would have been nice. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about that. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. I picked uh, Steve Nash and Shaq because mm. I was uh, figuring, you know, you get Shaq, the most dominant force ever, and then you put him with a point guard that's basically just there to pass and shoot. So it's just like he, gave, he could do it like Amari Stoudemire, but Shaq is clearly like a way more dominant. Yeah, so like all those lobs Amari got, those were cool. But like a Steve Nash and Shaq pick and roll, that'd be kind of crazy. However, do I mean, you think the D'Antoni offense would work with that system? Because you man, saw when Shaq man, went to Phoenix, even though it was later in his career. You saw, we bring you know, Huh? We bring Steve Nash to the Lakers. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, you saw when Steve Nash and Shaq were together. And what's called Steve Nash's numbers went down because Shaq's posting up. Like I was like, do you think you don't think it's gonna be like more? I see you and Spin both wanted to do the pick and roll with Shaq. You don't think it's gonna go? You gotta get maybe Steve Nash with a little bit prom Shaq. Can I say because you remember like the Dwight Howard thing when he's like he doesn't want to be what's called a pick and roll player. He wants to post up. Like I was always confused by that. Yeah. But the thing is, well, Shaq, Shaq seemed the same way because whenever he you see players that were like pick and roll and everything, Shaq always criticized them. He said, if you're a dominant big, you should be able to just call for the ball on the block and say, get out of my way. So that's what I'm saying. Do you think his ego and his pride would let y'all run an offense to where he run, you run the pick and roll with Shaq? I feel like Steve Nash will let, well, not let, but I feel like Steve Nash is the kind of point guard that he gets people to buy in to his idea of, like, doing things. But Steve Nash, Shaq also don't like Steve Nash for the MVPs, too. Yeah, I think D'Antoni affects that a lot because, like you said, like, he's going to want to be up and down, and that's going to not fit well with Shaq, who's probably trying to post up and slow the game down. But it just depends on the coach. you're bringing him to the Lakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it could work. I, I was just saying from based off what we've seen from Steve Nash and from what we've heard from Shaq. Yeah, I just I thought I asked. My original one was uh, Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan. Wow! But then uh-huh. I was trying to think about how how that would work, like what the dynamic would be. Like I don't I don't know. I really don't know what the dynamic of Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan would be mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Right. Or what team would they be on because I don't know Michael Jordan with the Spurs is kind of strange and weird and Tim Duncan on the Bulls is like what are you doing here man <laughs> it just it just I couldn't think of a scenario where them two on the same team would actually make sense mm-hmm. yeah Tim Duncan was always on the magic with T-Mac so I was like eh it could have happened. That would have like been crazy like good, too, because they talked about that in that video I was watching, too, with the Tim Duncan thing. And, uh, yeah, Brandon just because he couldn't have team, the team flights. However, I don't know, though, because the way, like, 
T-Mac and Grant Hill started getting all those injuries, I think that would have ruined Tim Duncan's career because he would have been, like, carrying them because they were injury-prone. You know, if they don't have to do as much work and they could rely on Tim Duncan, maybe they don't get hurt Yeah, as much. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, John, what about you? All right. So mine was also a trade that almost happened. Like it was like I mean it's a duo that was almost formed. Um mine was Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. The greatest okay. in my opinion, the greatest guard of all time and the greatest big man of all time. And okay. that cuz I was like cuz I was thinking about that I was like that's like cuz that's a crazy what if that a lot of people think about like because it cuz it almost happened. Because if you remember back on um, what's called draft night, they offered because the you know the Rockets already had the number one pick. That's how they drafted Hakeem. But um, what's called was it the yeah the Blazers offered? Or was it yeah it was the Blazers? They Blazers offered um, Clyde Drexler the number two pick in what's called for Ralph Sampson, and the Rockets didn't want to because they're like. Ralph Sampson and Hakeem are going to be a scary duo, blah, blah, blah. But if that trade does go down and you get Hakeem and Jordan, like, I've always thought, like, well, like how history would have went down? Because the only two people that won the championship, the, the two people that dominated the 90s were those two people right there. If you had... Yeah. Somebody that scary. It would have been very one sided if they were both on the same team. It would have. It would have been very scary for the league. Like, like that's so that's why that's what I was thinking. I was like, that would be that would have been very scary. And like I said, I'm just I'm biased because I I really love Hakeem a lot. He's like one of my favorite players all the time. So I'm always gonna go with Hakeem. And I was like, who would be a perfect fit with Hakeem? And I was thinking of all these guards like Steph Curry. Um, like shooters so that they could like space out the floor for him so he could operate. But then I started thinking, I was like, Jordan could fit too. Like, I mean, that almost happened. So especially in that style of play back then, that definitely could have happened. Like Jordan would have, like would have fried. And then like he would have had that second star the entire time in his career. So he wouldn't have that struggling time in the eighties. And like, who knows? Right. And that defense. Oh my goodness. You got two defensive player of the year candidates, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was MJ and Scotty Pippen is a crazy line. What? Hakeem, MJ, and Scotty Pippen is a crazy line. Yeah. But who but they wouldn't uh, they you know who knows if they get Scotty Pippen at the I mean Scotty Pippen wasn't highly like ranked, so the, who knows they they probably like Portland could have pulled off and got Scotty Pippen. But you have if that trade goes through, you have Clyde Drexler, MJ, and Hakeem. So Clyde Drexler, the other, the second best shooting guard of that era, who was just known for he wasn't the defender that Jordan was, he was just the scorer. So, and remember everybody was talking but about how he was a much better shooter. Do, Wait, what'd you say? Oh, he so said, I think yeah. he was saying that's all he would need to do. Oh yeah, score. Yeah, no, or, I'm saying that's all he would need to do is score. He wouldn't be really asked to do, or he wouldn't need to do much else. Yeah. Out of it. Oh my goodness. I but said, then you I might said, get like they might be putting Jordan as like small forward or something like that, which you don't know how that affects his career. I mean, I don't think it affects it much. He can still 
He's wearing he, a point guard before too, right? Yeah, he there was yeah. there was a time where um they wanted to see they were like they put him at point guard for like those ten or was it seven or ten games? Remember when he because he had the triple double record before Russ mm-hmm. beat, broke it? That little most in a row. Yeah. Yeah, like that was whenever they put him at point guard. They were like they were like, let's experiment with something. We're gonna put Jordan at point guard, and this man gets like ten triple doubles in a row. Mm-hmm. And then they move him back to shooting guard. Because his points went down, so they wanted him to focus mainly on scoring. Oh, your mic is like breaking up a little bit. Oh, it was my bad. I was saying like, um, it's, it's yeah, I was just saying like he he scored. He had those ten triple doubles in a row, and then they took him back. They changed it back. They wanted him to focus on scoring because his points dropped. But it's still like just crazy that they move to the point, and then he just becomes a triple double monster. Yeah, like I mean, people talk about his scoring, but like he really. He could really handle the ball like elite too. Like he really had no weakness in his game. Maybe mm-hmm. like threes, but then even later in his career, he became a better shooter. Yeah, he just chose not to take three. Yeah, that's what. That's what. Yeah. You got to think. Even the you got to think. You think of the game where they played Portland and everybody was hyping up that um, Clyde Drexler was a better shooter than him, and then he comes out and hits six um, threes. Oh, the shrug. Yeah, he then he started doing the shrug. Mm-hmm. It's just like crazy. <laughs> that's a wild time. Yeah. Huh? And then you got, even though he didn't do that great, you gotta remember he was in a three point contest too one year. Really, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was in a three point contest, which is crazy. Imagine Jordan learning a dream shake from a kid. Oh my! Imagine those practice sessions, them pushing each other. Oh my gosh! Man, that's scary. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy duo. Mm. But. I mean, that would be seventy-two and ten, probably better. Yeah. Oh my Until goodness! Cause you gotta think the only weaknesses those Bulls teams had was a uh, uh, like a paint presence. Like they, they had, they had, big. huh? They had they defensive bigs. Big. Yeah, they had defensive bigs, but they didn't have like scoring bigs. Imagine having like a defensive and scoring big. Like GG. Yeah. Yes. Remember that first year Jordan came back. Whenever they played the Magic, like they went against, like like Shaq's. That was when Shaq beat them. So like they didn't have nobody to stop Shaq, and then Shaq goes on to the next round and gets a dog by Hakeem. Imagine like, I guess, Shaq stopper and MJ on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch that? Uh, that what was it? The Shaq and Penny uh, thirty for thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that joint was pretty good. Yeah, that's a crazy duo. But I just remember seeing him go against uh, uh, Lajuan in the finals when they lost. Yeah, 4-0. And he was like, Hakeem, he was like, he was a pretty big dude, but Hakeem was like one of the first people to actually like embarrass him. Yeah, he never like face somebody like that. Yeah, Hakeem hit that man with so many moves. (laughs) He didn't know what to do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hakeem was scary. All time. Yeah, yeah especially because that was the yeah. same year. Yeah, that was the David Robinson year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, because David Robinson won MVP. But I don't, Hakeem was a sixth seed, so I don't get why he was really expecting that. But he come back, he like, I just finished cooking David Robinson. Now, what's got his your turn, Shaq. I'm on a mission. Boop, bap, boop, bap, shimmy, shimmy. The best Fuck in it. the league. And then the next center is basically a baby Shaq. So, I mean, this is really, it was really whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
He embarrassed Dan Robinson. <laughs> Is this your kink? <laughs> no. I mean, K? It's crazy to see, like, the difference uh, between the centers back then. Yeah. Okay, you got you got to think like yeah. I mean we got we got what like three more minutes. So yeah, we we can talk a little more. I mean yeah, yeah. you can you guys see you, you think you see Ewing, you see um what's it called Robinson, Shaq, Hakeem. Like there's so many down and big. You don't see bigs like that no more. You don't see the league. Imagine if the Rockets played like one of them teams with PJ Tucker. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> PJ Tucker going against Prime Shaq. Or, oh my AJ God. Tucker going against Tim Duncan. Well, let's let's start there and work our way up. Because <laughs> oh, Tim Duncan, we're at the age most- 35, gave Chris Bosh a smooth 22 in the first half of the finals. <laughs> 22 in the first half? And he didn't miss. <laughs> he was right. That's so awful. <laughs> I was like, man. I remember we were watching that game in a party together. (laughs) You were like, help, somebody help Chris Bosch. And it's like, who's supposed to help that man? He's a big man. Somebody. It was was disgusting to watch. I was like, this man is old. You can't (laughs) stop this. Because it's just fundamental. Like, um, was it was it K that said it? Like, you know, it doesn't he doesn't rely on athleticism, it's just fundamentals. Right. Man, have that bank shot down. Mm, that's all you need. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, this that was our opinion, you know, on both of those sports topics. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the Women Respecters podcast. Um, again, if y'all want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Woman Respecters. So W O M A N Respectors. And on Twitter or at or email us at woman respectors w o m e n respectors at outlook dot com, and you know we can get back to y'all on that. Uh, but again, thanks again uh, to our special guest Spin for joining us for this episode, and thanks nope. to y'all for nope. yeah, thanks Spin, thanks Spin, and thanks to y'all for listening. Uh, we always ask that y'all's Remember to always respect women and that you always remember to respect yourself. We out.